Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? Who sold their soul to the devil? Who got screwed out of eternal glory? Did Mahomes really just do that? The guys are down a man, but that won't stop them. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman from the Jesperts Play Podcast. You like apples? All right, we are back. We are on to week 15 of the NFL. It's running down. We don't have pops today, but we got me, LJ, and Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? What's up? up? You know, I'm... it is a it's a wild week. I'm sure uh, LJ has just been full of enjoyment after watching these primetime uh, games. I I know he hated watching a lot of scoring in that in that Chiefs uh, Rams game, and then and then we get last or Monday night where Russell Wilson wins with 72 yards and zero touchdowns. So it's the NFL. <laughs> LJ wins. <laughs> Commissioner LJ is getting his way. But we're going to break it. Actually, you know, uh, I was watching a little bit on after Monday night. uh, I was watching a little bit of SVP, and they pointed out that the winning quarterbacks in uh, the primetime games for week 14 combined for 44 of 74, which is below 60% completion percentage, 344 yards, one touchdown, and five interceptions. That was the winning quarterbacks in primetime. Mahomes and Golf both surpassed that, I think. That's that one Monday night, but it's it's a golden rule: running backs reign supreme in December. So. You know, a, a couple weeks ago, I, mean, I, I heard Pop say it's going to come back down to defense wins championships. Blah 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 blah, and I kind of rolled my eyes at it. But either that or Derrick Henry does. Maybe yeah. what, what about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> well, we so, are going to get onto yeah. it all, and we're going to talk about what's coming up this week. And by the way, the season's rolling down, and it's wide open. Your fantasy teams might be. Uh, it might be looking bleak. You might be out of the playoffs. What I don't know what your situation is. I feel looks personally like. offended. But that doesn't mean you <laughs> can't one. still win some doesn't mean you can't <laughs> still win some money. It's it's time now to hop okay. on to my bookie. You put in that promo code JPP. They're still running the uh the the promo, which gets you double your uh deposit when you get on there if, as long as you put in the promo code JPP. And I mean we're about to lay down some knowledge and some advice and if you can't now, you've already lost that money you put into your fantasy league. So now it's time to to win it all, double your money in my bookie, and 
take all take everything yep. we say and go and do the opposite because that's what we've we, we've taught yeah. you yep. if any if right. we've taught you anything yep. well but you know we're missing dad to do the opposite of uh by the broncos last week yeah so. sure um that was a tough one that was there, bad man. luck broncos that was some bad luck with some bad chin. injury luck <laughs> yeah broncos got a nut check on Sunday, man. It was terrible. Just, <laughs> well, terrible. can we talk about that one thing? The only thing I want to talk about in that game. Can we talk about it yeah, for a second? Yeah, sure. Because yeah. I have something I want to add, there's, too. There's literally one thing. I I feel so bad for Kittle, for George Kittle. Okay, that's exactly Kyle what I was going to say. couldn't get him a single catch in the second half. He was four yards short of taking out the Bronco, Shannon Sharp, as the number one receiving tight end game of all time. And uh, and they just shut. They didn't. Give I mean, him a that's single a total. It was ridiculous. That's a total. Like that's a screw job by Shanahan. Like the season's over. Yeah. You're not like even if they don't win the game, it's not that big of a deal. Just go get your guy the record. He had the the craziest first yeah. half I've ever seen. Like you said, get him one catch and, and, and he breaks the record. You get to record. take it from the team that owns it too. You get to take it from the Broncos who who Shannon Sharp played for at the time. Like that's incredible. I, That'd be so yeah. cool. I would. I mean, I'd be upset, but like. It'd be cool. And, of course, Kittle said yeah. the, all the right things, and he joked around about it. But come yeah. on, Shane. Get your guy the record. This, I mean, you got Nick <laughs> Mullins at quarterback, for God's sakes. Just get him the record. Throw a screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, they – you know, the Broncos took it on – get down 20 to nothing. That, that's tough. And and people kind yeah. of forget how tough it is to go over to the West Coast, even though the Broncos are in Denver. It's not that far of a trip. But going to the West Coast, playing three hours earlier, it's just – couple hours earlier it's tough and they they got called before. they woke up it's like oh shit we're down 20 nothing to the 49ers yeah tell yeah better figure this out the, uh, the so- only person that set their alarm was von miller but he said it five minutes early yeah. so <laughs> you know i wanted to to yeah. bring up uh and we we kind of mentioned it off the top with some of the the lowly games the the primetime games we watched but a couple of weeks ago it looked like we knew for sure the favorites in in each conference and we knew at least who was going to be the in the uh, AFC and NFC championships games, and now all of a sudden, I mean the <laughs> oh. the Kareem Hunt thing with the Chiefs, we don't know for sure what they'll be come playoffs. I mean they're still winning, but it's not like dominant. And then the Rams yeah. look like like they're, they're not the world beaters they once were. Chicago and Detroit kind of showed what may be the key to stop slowing them down. The Saints, I mean they lost to the Cowboys, and then they weren't. By any means, great against the Bucks last week. It kind of, I think no, the playoffs is going to be defense. the playoffs is going to be fun. I think anybody really kind of has a shot. And I see him wearing it. You can't. You, the listener doesn't know it, but Uncle Tony's got his cowboy stuff on. I think he's eating a little bit of crow, which we all have. Cowboy been. gear on, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I I really believe when you're when you're wrong, you need to own it. I I, I damn okay. it, I Fair. guess I'm wrong. Amari Cooper now is is. <laughs> has been the top producing wide receiver for three weeks. Uh, yeah. It He's better in the first round pick right now. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah. game this weekend. Fluke or not. I mean, 200 plus yards and three touchdowns. You just can't deny that getting that, getting that touchdown. I mean, time and again, he made the big do. play that the Cowboys needed. They have, it's, it's really what the, play. the Cowboys have been needing for years now since Des Bryant kind of fell out. We, Yep. We have been talking yeah. about them needing a playmaker and it looks like they found one. And so, you know, yeah. so I've got my I've got my cowboy shirt on. I got my cowboy's hat on. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to go ahead Matching and headphones I've been even. drinking it, but I'm going to really swallow that Kool-Aid. That's not a joke out there for <laughs> anybody to say, but I know they'll get give me grief for that. But you know what? It's to, it, they're they're actually uh, if if this guy truly can be a playmaker, 
They're they're they've still got to prove because one thing in their game this can't let the Eagles come back from a six nothing let them score twenty three points and, and as many points they scored in the fourth quarter they still still got to learn how to close out a game what happened to them two years ago the Packers couldn't close out that game they have got to learn to close out a game and uh, yeah but, but we'll see what yeah, happens. yeah as good but, as uh, as good as yeah. Dak and Amari Cooper have been. Well, I don't know what is going on between Michael Gallup and Dak Prescott, but they those guys just cannot connect on a game ceiling <laughs> touchdown. Like two weeks in a row now, the game's over if they can connect on a wide open play. And for some reason, that throw is always overthrown. I don't know if Gallup slows down or what. But then you'll see Dak do the same throw to Mari Cooper, and it's perfect, right on stride and beautiful. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. I think there's like a feud going on between Gallup, but. I, I do. So uh, I have a little bit a of a, I have a little bit of a theory to to throw on you guys. And I know I've been okay. saying that the Cowboys are going to find a way to to blow this up and and screw this off and not make the playoffs. And I still think that is a very good possibility. But I also it is a good I've been thinking about it. I think Jerry Jones has sold his soul to the devil. And and <laughs> Dak Prescott is just the type of quarterback I don't he because we watch it time and again. You saw Against the Saints, he had the fumble that probably should have could have cost in the game, and they still pulled it out. We just mentioned the the gout throw he couldn't quite make that would have sealed it. They still found a way. The throw, really, the throw to Cooper that won the game in overtime was a terrible throw. I mean, it really could have been intercepted yeah. if not. The yeah. corner played it perfectly, and I felt bad for him because it just didn't work out for him. But so while Dak does some of these things that just I don't understand, he also makes some crazy plays like in the Saints when he had that long third down run or or the throw to Amari Cooper that, that took the lead in the fourth quarter. I can see Dak doing getting on a little run like Joe Flacco did to go to the Super Bowl, like Eli Manning's done to go to the Super Bowl. And what's looming for Dak? Yeah. A huge contract extension. I, I think Jerry <laughs> sold his soul to the devil. The Cowboys could, like by some miracle, find a way to win this de- win this championship with defense and Dak somehow pulling something out of his ass. And then Jerry's just going to have to pay him $200 million <laughs> guaranteed. Jason Garrett gets guaranteed yeah. and we get locked into it. But, hey, if it's for one Super Bowl, I, you know, I would take it. I think, I think I'd think take, take it. it. <laughs> well. Well, and, okay, so that holds a little bit of weight, too, because in what world is the interpretation of if you can't tell who the fumble recovery, uh, which player recovers the fumble, but you know that it's all Eagles, it doesn't count. Then, therefore, you, <laughs> can't, you. you can't decide he's, who gets the fumble. It, so that sounds like a Jerry Jones sold his soul to the devil, and he probably got a great deal because he doesn't have much money anyway. So. <laughs> well, uh, so LJ almost said it, but I'll say it. First of all, you got to have a soul to sell it. So <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the case because I, I was pretty sure Jerry sold that a long time ago. But uh, you know, I, man, I, they've made three. I, you know, it's. God, this is hard to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> the Cowboys right now have made really three great decisions that have brought them to this point. Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, I don't, I don't count it. They're, those were decisions you made, and they were, they were good, but great because you were there in the moment. But uh, the Vander Esch, yeah. uh, Jalen Smith, and now the Amari Cooper decision here in the last last two years, tremendous decisions as a part of the general manager. Uh, uh, really placing them in a, a position to be uh, really athletic in in the in the middle and outside linebacker position where they need, and at the and at the wide receiver position, which they have not been athletic for multiple years. Uh, you know, as much yeah. as Des Bryant was or wasn't. What anyway? 
Amari Cooper is better than Des Bryant, it looks like to me, at, at least at this part. Uh, of his it prime. seems pretty clear to me, too. And, so, and also, like, great decisions. Younger, so. They've put themselves to have a playmaker in those positions. My only concern right now is that all of a sudden that Sean Lee will be ready to play and they'll insert him <laughs> back in the lineup because they'll feel some type of, you know, loyalty to him. And there it all goes. Uh, but but we'll see because that team believes in those two young linebackers. The team believes in Amari Cooper, and that makes all the difference in the world. Now, I, I know Kevin will get to this, but they've got a tough the, – the next three games are critical. The next two games are critical. they got to win one of them. And it's a tough game this weekend going to Indianapolis. That's that's going to be a tough game. Tough. And right now, I the Colts, that. I think, yeah. are minus three. Uh, that means those teams are even, so that 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 game is up in the air. Uh, and and then if they lose that game, then it becomes a very tough game against the Buccaneers at home. Regardless of what you say, the Buccaneers actually have some offense; they can put points on the board. Cowboys they can't, can do that. May not be able to keep up with that. And then you got I mean, the Giants. Well, what about then the you Saints? got the Giants the week seventeen, up, who kind of been playing the well. Giants week seventeen, and Kevin, let me tell you this. Mathematically, they're still in it. The Giants, should they continue to win, and the Cowboys, should they lose the next two, that game will be for the NFC. And East. I'm telling you, it and would not be surprising at all. You told us that so much. You told us that, and it's coming true. I predict I the Cowboys this lose so this weekend, <laughs> and if they can't beat the Buccaneers because they're looking ahead to the Giants, then. And tell uh, me if you heard this I before. Sunday night football, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Giants, Cowboys, NFC East on the line. I mean, it's every damn year. Flex game. Flex game. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, a Pete. That'll be, that'll be something. The only but thing we'll be missing is Tom Coughlin's you know, rosy red cheeks. That's the only Lord. thing we'll be missing. Yeah. I'll have to go get my, uh, I'll go have to get my uh, Giants earmuffs and put those on. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and dive right into it. I don't know. Someone may be buying them. Uh, we'll start with you, LJ. Who are you buying this week for week 15, heading into week 15? All right, this is kind of a pathetic <laughs> buy, but uh, I think this is this is about the level that the Broncos Wait are, a minute, like, you're buying the Broncos? I think they're going to th- – I think they're a better team than what we saw this week. I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. And that was a miserable game, and I don't ever want to sit through it again. I do think they're going to, you know, now that they probably feel the pressure of the playoffs off, they're just going to, you know, kick some ass and uh, and win some games and and get nothing for it. And so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and put a buy on that. Um, but you, also, when when am I ever going to yeah. be able to buy the Broncos ever again? It's it's either going to go well, up or down from here. And LJ, you do <laughs> understand the concept of the buy, right? You're buying them to. Like no. to make the playoffs, not you're just buying them because well, this is my last chance to buy them, right? So you, no, no, you're no, no. I'm buying like, them that to was get value. I know this is my last chance to buy them. I don't think they're going to win, but no. I'm going to go ahead and buy them. I mean, <laughs> I'm buying to get value. It's not just to make the playoffs. I'm making the. I'm I'm calling people out of the playoffs. I'm trying to buy to get value. If you look at our chart that's on our website, you can see what the values of the teams are. The Broncos have finally dipped below a point that I feel like they're worth buying, but it, it was after a really depressing week. So um, it is. That's where I stand. It is, they have now. Okay. I'm proud of it, but they that's where do. I stand. Hey, I will say this. LJ is right, though. I'm sorry, Kevin. LJ is right. And so in preparation for tonight's podcast, I've been looking at the upcoming schedules for those those teams still in the playoff hunt. And the Broncos have a fairly favorable. They're still schedule. in the hunt. 
with with the Browns, the, the Chargers the are Browns, the danger. Raiders and the Chargers, Chargers now, are the danger. By the, by the time yeah. they play the Chargers in Week 17, the Chargers will have nowhere to go. They'll know exactly where they're going to be in the playoffs, and they will be resting that's true. players. So now, but let's at, don't forget the adversity that the Raiders bring to the table. Two weeks in a row, they've proven Tony right. So. That's correct. So that's that's the deal. So that's that's a tough one, but it's it's not impossible. But my I I am just have a concern. My 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 uh my darlings my darling Dolphins right now I think are going to be the fly in the wind. Uh, well, everybody. that's the thing about the Broncos. I do feel bad for they them because be. I thought exactly they right. really had a shot to to maybe be a dangerous, not obviously do anything crazy, but be dangerous. And then Chris Harris breaking his leg, probably their best best defensive back. I mean, not best defensive player, but they're hard. And then Emmanuel Sanders tearing his Achilles in practice. It just – yep. Right the day the day after dead bottom before we could even. I mean post that's it. that's that's tough. <laughs> and then I, now they're throwing so out Tim Patrick at receiver. Tim Patrick sounds yeah. like well, an insurance salesman. I didn't realize that was an NFL <laughs> player, and he actually was pretty decent. He wasn't bad. Like he's a State Farm. Tim agent. Patrick he's and Cortland with- Sutton LLC. <laughs> he's a. He's the guy standing next to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That other guy is shitting in his bathroom, <laughs> lighting a candle. <laughs> I like to meet my state farm agent. I do Tim feel Patrick. bad. I do feel bad for the Broncos because I really, you know, I, and I know a lot of fans were calling for his name earlier, and I might have been in that group too. The coach hasn't. It's kind of been. It's been a tough go for him, like getting these injuries when he has. For what well, he, the what thing, they've given him, they've done a good job this year, really. Well, and the other thing is, like, if you look at player development, if I'm buying for the long haul, the Broncos, I think, are a team worth looking at because if you look at the development they've had with their rookies, they started six rookies last week, and I think they started five the week before that. I mean, they've been starting rookies like crazy, um, and and these rookies are in consideration for rookie of the year. I mean, I don't think either of them get it now uh, in uh, Philip Lindsay and Bradley Chubb, but. They've they've been just steady starting rookies all year long and have didn't got Chubb success like through, a, so. a sack away or two sacks away from the rookie record, right? Uh, I believe two sacks away. I, I I'll have to look. I mean, I'm not. Don't confirm well, me. He on could this, get defensive rookie there if they do that. I mean, I don't think he does. What? I mean, I just don't think he does. But you know, LJ, I tell you what, we'll give you a second chance. I didn't know if you understood that the bye bye bias for 2018, not 2019. Oh, so if you like <laughs> to back up. And take someone else we'd like you. Or if you'd like to go ahead and put out there on 2019 by week one, the Broncos certainly go right ahead. Man, I already bought the the teams that are that, that I want. I bought the well, we are to the point the, of the season the where it's hard so to buy. Going to it's the hard Super to Bowl. buy. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, Tony. Well, let's go. Let's go right over to you then on your buy of the week. Who, who, who are you? What Kool-Aid are you drinking this well, week? Well, Besides the Jason Garrett Kool-Aid. Since yeah, it's not Jason Garrett Kool-Aid. I can't make my although I'm wearing the paraphernalia, I'm not gonna buy them. Um and much like LJ, I'm gonna buy somebody that lost this weekend, but I am gonna buy the uh uh the Houston Texans. Um Okay. You okay. know, I got their winning schedule snapped. and what else happened. I think they're pretty much a lock. They win one out of the next three, they're gonna be that that division champion, and I haven't bought them, although I did put them on my playoffs list earlier. So I've, I'm kind of flip-flopping on yeah. that. But, you yeah. know, it's good yeah. that what, they've lost Did you put one. them on the playoff list after week three and then they, like, rattled off nine straight or whatever? Yeah, let me see. Yeah, I can so tell you exactly what so Now them. that I've put them on my buy list, I'll probably lose three in a row. But um, 
Yep, week three. Uh, week three. <laughs> they went into Indianapolis, and Indianapolis got caught in a trap game. We can talk about trap games here in a minute because San Diego had one, and a couple of couple of teams coming up this week have one. Uh, Denver got caught in one, but uh, but co- the Colts coming out of that trap game against Jacksonville come in uh, and 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 really well. Actually, T. Y. Hilton beat Houston this weekend. Damn it. Because uh, I lost a fantasy <laughs> game because of that, but anyway, um, here we go. Uh, uh, and I traded him to the guy that beat me. That really pisses me off. But anyway, other, other than that, but but Houston had. I, I think they've shown losing by three at Indy with them against the ropes. They're they're ready and and they'll win that division and, and move forward. So I'm 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 buying Houston. All right. Well, I'm gonna and I'm going to stick right right along with the uh, I guess the the way we're going, and I'm also going to buy a team that lose, but I'm I'm more a so buying a, a player. I'm all in on Josh Allen moving forward for his career. That okay. dude is fun to watch. Right. I don't know how how great he'll be, but it regardless, he's exciting. And I was looking up. He once again is he's the new Mike Vick. Uh, he had another hundred yard rushing game, I believe, and now <laughs> yeah. he's sitting at four hundred ninety yards on the season, averaging seven point four yards to carry. Just to to throw it out there, you know who Josh Allen now has more rushing yards than Lashawn McCoy, Kenyon no. Drake, first round pick <laughs> yes. Rashad Penny, Dalvin this Cook, and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Josh oh, Allen boy. has more rush yards than all of those guys. And I know some of them have dealt oh, with injuries, but if it. you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have told you to put the bottle oh, down, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, if you check, uh, I believe I had him on We Are Who We Thought He Was last week, Josh Allen. Boom. Uh, yeah. Best fantasy quarterback for two I, weeks in a row. Now, I got dropped this little knowledge. Uh, shout out to Prestige Worldwide. Josh Allen <laughs> has broken the three-game rushing record for a quarterback set by Michael Vick. I believe huh. it. He just continually gets 100 yards. I, that is. Yep. Yep. When I did see it's a thing, I, I think it was Josh Allen where they were talking about, like they compared his rushing stats to maybe it was Lamar Jackson or something like that. Yes. And yes. They were talking about comparing the amount of like scramble rushing yards versus called play rushes, rushing yep. yards. And Josh Allen's scrambles are worth, like triple what anybody else's are. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like he just, he make, he keeps plays alive. Yeah. I mean, I think we obviously, we know because the reason he got drafted as high as he did is because he, he's got a cannon of an arm. So we know he's got the arm. If he can learn the game, he's got athletic ability. Clearly, you know, the bills are doing something interesting. I, they don't have a lot on that roster. The defense is, is really good. Josh Allen. I think there's talent there and they're, Kind of, they're not doing like what you're talking about with with the Broncos, where they're going to win games when it doesn't matter. They're they're finding a way to lose these games, <laughs> yeah. which keeps them at a, at a good pick. I think the the future for Buffalo might be kind of fun, and you know, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So <laughs> I'm I like Josh yeah. Allen. Every time I, they pop, he pops up on yeah. Red Zone Channel, I get excited because I know something's yeah. going to happen. You know, they didn't. That, that's you kind of hit on it there, Kevin. He, LJ, you know, the, the scramble yards he's getting. They didn't draft him for his legs. They drafted him no, for no. the fucking cannon that's sitting on his right shoulder. Yeah. This guy can <laughs> throw the football. When he when he gets the knee injury and all of a sudden he's not running around, he's still going to be able to sit in a pocket and throw the damn ball. This guy, it was the number one thrower in the in the draft last year as far as the thrower. I mean, he's got just the, arm talent, the, the arm talent. Yeah. But where is this coming from? And I was reading something today uh, from a, a subscription that I get 
that, you know, this was this is complete surprise. And all of a sudden, the Buffalo Bills OC has started to call more of these. They're not calling RPOs, but they call they're they're not and they're not called uh, <clears throat> they're not called quarterback and- uh, draws. But he's putting up a one read go. They're putting in this one read go offense, which yeah, is not normal. That. And yeah. you know what? This is this is different. And and sometimes these things that are different really take off in the NFL. And it, it's something to yeah. watch this kid to see to see what happens and the last it just couple goes- of games and then in twenty nineteen. I, like you were talking about how when you're wrong on something, sometimes you got to own up to it. I definitely thought Josh Allen should not be drafted as high, and I thought the Bills were making the wrong pick. But I, and I don't know how great it'll be, but he's exciting, and I think there's at least something there. And I'm I'm yeah. watching him moving yeah. forward. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the, we'll go on to the who we thought they were of the week, and and you mentioned Josh Allen was yours last week, uh, Uncle Tone. Who who is this week for who we thought they were? All right. My who they thought they were this week is going to be the Chicago Bears. I'm telling you, that game Sunday, the Chicago Bears were who we thought they were. That defense is stout. It was stout. That those were the monsters of the midway on display Sunday because I'm telling you, they they that defense put on a show. They were they were slobber knocking everybody. You come out here and we're going to put you on the ground. And I was also, you know, it started with Detroit last week. And so Detroit started this, uh, and apparently what's going on on the front line, they're doing a lot of stunts or twists, they call it, with the right. tackles and the ends splitting up and going and, and twisting and the, the tackles going on an outside rush, the ends going on an inside rush. And apparently this is really confusing the, the Rams offense. It's, it's causing trouble for Gurley getting out of the backfield. And there's nobody better at rushing the quarterback with those front four than Chicago. And man, did they! I mean, they they pulled yeah, it out and slapped it upside their head. I mean, it was really a t- <laughs> they they showed them, hey boys, you better hope you get a one or two seed because if you come to Chicago, we're gonna we're gonna kick your You're ass. Trouble. And, and so yeah. that was a statement. That was a statement game. I would yeah, say I love right. I you're love right. what Matt Nagy's doing there. I, I they kind of scare me as far as what they'll do in the playoffs because I just don't trust their quarterback. But I love the fun they have where they're throwing to offensive linemen. They get a defensive lineman in, and then that defense like it took a a, a star yeah. to like Khalil Max the face of it just because he's the star. But there is talent all over with Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Akeem yeah. Hicks. I mean, there's there's some and Roquan Smith. There's some yeah. really talent, but. Let's let's put a little bit on Sean McVay. I mean, we've loved him all year, and I'm right there heading heading the butt. I've jumped on the bandwagon of how great he is. But Todd Gurley has to get more than 11 carries. They were in that game the whole time. I don't yeah. understand how he gets lost in the shuffle, yeah. especially when golf yeah. wasn't playing great. I didn't understand that. But you know, every now and then you make some mistakes. Well, and one thing's I good think- about the Rams, they won't have to play in the cold. In the playoffs, yeah. they'll either be playing in LA they or better New win Orleans. one more. They better that they'll get this yeah, win we'll, against we'll Philly see. this weekend. They should, uh, but man, they gotta win one more. Well, and and I want to say I was I was doing a lot of uh, research on them specifically, and apparently their offense is built on the play action on the off tackle rush, right? And so if you don't respect the off tackle rush, then they can't do anything because that's what draws in your safeties and whatnot. And so since the Bears were cutting that out of the game plan then sure, Sean McVay is a great coach when he's got that. But apparently that, as of right this second, is his security blanket. Maybe you figure something out next yeah. week to and kind of counter that. But And it's like we mentioned yeah. with Jason Garrett. You know, it, 
and I, Sean McVay's a lot like light years ahead of Jason Garrett <laughs> offensively. Don't get me wrong. the man Jason but, Garrett is. Because Dak Prescott Jason Garrett is still at least learned, not Jared Goff. Okay, let's right, be clear but, about that. Okay, I'm saying at least Jason Garrett in that <laughs> offense learned like Ezekiel Elliott is clearly our best player. They, and they, I don't, I feel bad for, he's going to be sore coming up the next few weeks because they're getting him the ball about 40 times a game. But he's the best player on the team. Gurley yeah. needs more than, I think total he had uh, 14 touches Sunday night. He, yeah. he needs, especially in a cold weather game, Get them the ball at least 20 times and find a way. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll well, learn from their mistakes and they'll still be – I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. one last thing about that Bears-Rams game, if we could. Uh, this is something I noticed. LJ made a good uh, observation there about the play action from the off tackle. But in that game, I didn't realize until the, they actually brought it up. So here's to Al Michaels. But um, they – Sean McVay is communicating with Jared Goff until 15 seconds before yeah. – the uh for the play clock goes off. They are in the huddle for until fifteen, and then they break. That gives Jared Goff absolutely no time to cause an, to, to call an audible. That is Sean McVay's yeah. play, and so Sean McVay is living vicariously through in. Jared Goff. Yeah, so Sean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's five ten and a white guy. So, um, but so <laughs> they're up at the line, and Jared Goff. I feel personally no, attacked. <laughs> yeah, he has no he has no opportunity to make a call to say okay they've set themselves in the gap this looks like it's going to be a blitz this looks like it's going to be a twist he's got no opportunity to go back and call to that off tackle play or call to that pitch to Gurley to get out of that he's got to go with whatever McVeigh has brought him and I, that could be a problem come the playoffs especially against somebody like Chicago who has a defense that plays to the opposition what the opposition is doing. Or and to some if extent, you end up in right New Orleans when it's loud and you Saints can't hear. Yeah and, yeah, and so that could be a problem. And not hearing is not an issue, to be honest, because he's not he's not calling an audible. They call the play in the yeah. huddle, and that's the play they're going to run. Against these defenses that are sharp and that have playmakers on them, they can struggle. They need to fix that. They need to fix that. Real quick, related to that, uh, have you guys seen the video I saw floating around this week of Tom Brady calling an audible as he was giving the play action fake yes. handoff? As he was as he was doing the play action <laughs> to James White, he's telling James White what he wants him to do. It was incredible. It's incredible. That is stupid. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say was that's yeah. just stupid. That's we'll put stupid it in our show notes. James but. White needed to catch four more passes. For oh, him here we go. <laughs> so hell yeah, he should have well, stuck that with was the on damn a pass. play. That was, he needs to do more of that is what you're saying. <laughs> no, he needs to do more of let's get – it's too late now. I don't give a shit what well, he does to James White now. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, James White can go to Bermuda for the rest of the season. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but he should have caught – Who, who do you got this, this week for you on who we thought they were? All right. So all of those people out there that I'm sure there's a drinking game of every time LJ whines about Roethlisberger, um, <laughs> you have to hold off for a second because it is not right now. Oh. Uh, who I thought they were <laughs> – was uh, okay. So, so this starts off with a with a few stats. Okay, so the Patriots have won in December fifty nine games and lost eleven since uh, since Belichick's uh, tenure. Okay, the Dolphins have won, had seven winning seasons in the sixteen years that Belichick has been the coach of the New England Patriots. But the Dolphins have won eight out of the fifteen meetings they've had in December in Belichick's tenure. The Dolphins winning. Against New England in December is my favorite thing every year. It's Belichick's it's, house of so horrors. He just cannot win down in Miami. It's it's wild. I love he it. He has lost 11 games in December 
in New England with New England, and eight of them, eight of them have been to the Dolphins. It's ridiculous. (laughs) That is great. I did not realize it was eight out of his 11 December losses have been to Miami. (laughs) It is is fun. And LJ even, as the game was going on, I think I got a text from LJ. It was like, oh, Patriots losing to Miami in December, my favorite tradition. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so uh, I hate to interrupt, but are we going to talk about that game right now? Yeah, go ahead. Let's. I love that. So my favorite part of that of that play, first of all, and I I won a fantasy game because of that play. But anyway, in one of his so, nine fantasy leagues, yeah. So you know the odds are, but um, so he out Belichick out Belichicked himself. So they set okay. up for the hail mary, and yeah. Miami throws the out and the hook and ladder. Yeah. And if you watch that game, one of the my most favorite things of all weekend, and there were this weekend had a lot of great plays, and I'm sure we'll talk about. It, but my one of my favorites is watching Rob Gunkowski <laughs> try to tackle Kenyon Drake at like the 30 yard line. It's here's this. He becomes the he's the Gronk. It's he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. And it, he's just reaching, he's grabbing, he's saying Kenyon Drake's like zip. See you later. And, I, just amazing to watch, and why is Gronk the last guy to try to tackle? Well, that's the Gideon thing. Drake. I saw a thing where it's hilarious. Drake was saying something along the lines of uh, he he was he was afraid about the run, and he was thinking I got a lateral soon. And then he saw number eighty seven on the other side, and he thought he thought Gronk, you're a good player, but I got places to be. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that's what we, we kind of mentioned that on Sunday, like we, when we just talked about right yeah. afterward. It, it was funny because you see Drake kind of look around like he's going to lateral. And if you watch, like I, I saw uh, they, they brought like a, a all 22 camp just to show like the whole field and everyone else is like waiting on to see what his next laterals be. So no one runs after him. <laughs> and then you see Drake. He, it does. It looks like he goes, wait a minute. Is the last guy to stop me? Really? Gronkowski? <laughs> and then Gronkowski followed that. There's a lot of times where Gronk just looks physically dominant over who he's going against. That was a, not oh, one of them. <laughs> It, not then. It looks like all of his – he's got like 27 different braces on his body to protect himself. It's like they all locked up at once. Like, ah, he literally – he had one job, and it was to jump up higher than anybody else, and he didn't get the opportunity to do it, so he tried to jump out as far as he could. God, but it was, it was hilarious. It was not good. And I don't know if Belichick has ever said, oh, shit, but right then he's going, oh, shit, right? That's his oh, shit moment. Belichick never has one. But right there, when he sees Kenyon Drake driving down the sideline, and he sees Bel- hey, he sees Gronk, he's got oh shit! I mean, that was that was his well. It, so this is, I think, this is like Kevin, uh, who's a Cowboys fan, looking at Week 17 against the Giants and just imagining Coughlin's rosy cheeks. <laughs> Belichick knows he's playing. He's playing the Dolphins in December this year, and he's gonna have his best player find a way to lose him the game. He knew it was going to happen. He just didn't know how it was going to happen. So he stuck Gronkowski out there for the Hail Mary defense, and that's exactly what went down. It is wild. So it was just, that was God. That was so. That gets funny. me right to that gets me right to my who we thought they were of the week, and it was going to be. It was going to. I could easily go with a, a guy. I say I told you so with uh, with the guy that plays for the Minnesota Vikings named Kirk Cousins. Who once again? I, he just has <laughs> he has a yeah. terrible habit. And Ryan Rosillo has said this before. And it, it, like he, his thing is, if you're going to look bad, do it at twelve o'clock on Sunday, not in prime time. 
And Kirk Cousins has a habit of doing it when everyone's watching. And Scott Van Pelt pointed out a stat, and he said, and they pointed out that against teams that are, when the Vikings play teams entering the game with a winning record this year, they are 0-5-1. Kirk Cousins is really good. Except for when he plays really good teams and he just struggles. I don't understand uh, it because there were games earlier this year. I will say, Kirk Cousins did some stuff when Dalvin Cook was playing terrible and there was no run game. He put that team on his back and was playing amazing. But then there's games like last night, which give him a little bit of credit that or, or slack because that offensive line gave him no shot. He was had guys in his face as soon yeah. as he said Hut. That, that's tough. But my who we thought they were is actually going to be coaching in the NFL. And it's yeah. It's 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 going to be just coaching in general, and it's and it's these coaches who outsmart themselves, and they don't instead of find like you talked about with the Bills, where they realized, oh, Josh Allen can run, let's start calling an offense to let him run a little more, or like the the Ravens who realize, all right, we got Lamar Jackson, let's change our offense to to go towards that style, let's do some runs, let's do that. Then you have teams like the Redskins. Who won't bring in? Who uh. won't bring in? Who won't bring in Colin Kaepernick? Whatever, or won't they? They bring in Sanchez because he fits well, because our he system. Runs the ball more. He's yeah. He right. He co- he plays. because Josh Johnson is not exactly the same style of quarterback as Colin well, yeah. Kaepernick. So is. they they bring in Sanchez, uh, but Mark Sanchez fits their system very well. And that he well. he was apparently Mark Sanchez <laughs> was the quarterback at the Jets when the guy that's the OC now at the Redskins was a quarterbacks coach seven years ago or some BS. And then they just are a joke. I mean, Sanchez was awful. And they just, why do you have to keep something to your system? I just don't understand why coaches don't go, oh, let's call an offense that actually is better for our players, not let's bring in players and try to make them fit a square into a a, a, circ, a, a peg. It just is ridiculous. I don't understand it. Well, and the last time Mark Sanchez looked this bad on a football field was the last time he played yeah. a damn football game. This is what you expect with Mark Sanchez. And, yeah. <laughs> and you see Josh Johnson comes in and I, I, he played against, he was playing against backups and the score was 40 to zero against the Giants who have been a joke all year. And Odell Beckham wasn't even playing. The Redskins are an absolute joke. Like it's tough. We, I, I feel like I sound like a broken record probably because as a Cowboys fan, it's tough watching the Cowboys, but at least it's not the damn Redskins. That is a joke. I, so, so, so Kevin, yeah, so let me, yeah. let me understand. Dead on. Who, who, who is who you thought they were? I, the Redskins it's, or coaches who don't know what the it's, it's, hell they're doing? It's uh, the, the, really, it's the older coaches or the coaches that are too stuck in their ways to not realize. Like when you see Sean McVay uh, or you see like Jason Garrett was this way for a while. He won't run the style of offense that's better for Dak with the, with some more read options and more ways for him to run. And I got call an offense. I got I, NFL coaches do this thing where instead of calling an offense that's just best for the guys on our roster, they're like, nope, this is my system. I'm sticking to my system. Blah, blah, blah. Let's bring in Mark Sanchez because yeah. he can call the audible I've been doing for seven years. Just call right. call something that benefits your players. Don't stick to the system. I wonder why Hugh Jackson's on two teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, and uh, I did read another report again today that says Hugh Jackson is the favorite to be the the Bengals coach next season, which is hilarious. <laughs> Every AFC North team is like, please, please bring Hugh Jackson. Well, yeah, do that. Do Hugh that. Jackson is one of the few people who've lost more games than the Browns. Did you see? Well, I will say this: <laughs> I, I would think that every offensive coordinator whose team is at five hundred or 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 lower. Must hate to be on Sunday night because we had another one fired. Yeah, Joe uh, D. Filippo. Yeah, fair. Got, got yeah. fired, and uh, yeah, it, it, Seattle is not a slash, but that was a very poor effort. 
Uh, and so yeah. um, it uh, we we see that happening more and more. So Kevin, I think your your words are not going on uh, <laughs> deaf ears that some of these these OCs that are not uh, you know adapting their game plans are. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Working, we mentioned this working at the Home Depot. We mentioned this before, and department. apparently, the brains of because Joe DiFilippo was the guy. He was the offensive coordinator, I believe, at the the Eagles last year, and the Eagles' offensive minds. It was Doug Peterson and Joe DiFilippo, and then this Mark Wright, who was the second option. Apparently, he was the offensive guru in that locker room because he's the only one working. Frank Reich's a man. He's Frank a man. Reich, yeah. yeah, he was the best yeah. backup quarterback ever. <laughs> Play for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> All right. Backed up Jim Kelly for well, a long speaking time. Speaking of, I mentioned the Redskins, <laughs> and no one's probably uh, – I think they've been crossed off the playoffs for a while. Someone may be doing it this week. So, uh, I had a hard time crossing. No, I, I still got faith well, in them. You're, wow. That's that's crazy. <laughs> it's the NFC It's the NFC East. It's Anything the NFC can so well happen. They just got to win one. I was looking at – got to win two out of three, and they're in a big – in a three-way tie. I was trying to right? look who I would cross off the playoffs right, for yeah. this week. And it was it was kind of tough because I feel like we crossed everyone off, and I didn't know who to go. But I'm going to go with – I'm not going to to fall in love with what I saw on Sunday night because – or Sunday because, like LJ said, it's just December, and it's what happens when the Dolphins play the Patriots in December. I'm crossing the Dolphins – off the playoffs, just because I really don't want to watch Ryan Tannehill in a playoff game. I really just come on. I don't man. want to see it. I don't understand how he won that game. I don't understand how the Dolphins are seven and six. I think they are terrible, and somehow they're above five hundred. And I don't know what the deal is in the AFC for that final spot. Like, I, is there something wrong with getting that sixth spot because the Ravens lost, the Broncos Nobody had the chance it, yeah. to jump in there, they lost. It, <laughs> it's wild. The Browns. They have a shot you know, at, at winning that are, division yeah. or making the playoffs, which yep. is wild. And it's actually not an absurd <laughs> shot. Like they really just need the the Steelers to keep being Steelers, which is wonderful, <laughs> and one of the six and six teams to win out, and that's basically it. Um, and then they make the playoffs. So it's crazy. And like we <laughs> well, mentioned, Hugh Jackson. I, did you realize? Uh, I, I saw someone. They, I, what, what's what's the the Bounty Gate coach that now that's coaching the Browns? Greg Williams. Williams. Yeah. He Greg now Williams. in five games he has matched. The win total that Hugh Jackson had in yeah. 31 games or whatever, 40 games, whatever he coached. <laughs> it is nuts. Well, now, Kevin, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to push back yeah. on you a little bit on the playoffs here for the Dolphins because I, I, I bought them several, several weeks ago. And so let me give you their last three opponents at the Vikings, Jags, and Bills. Uh, and so they, they're playing a 6 6 and 1 team, a 4 9 and a 4 9 team. Of all the remaining playoff contenders in that division in the AFC, they probably have the most uh, favorable game because the Colts still have the Cowboys this weekend, the Giants who are red hot, and the Titans. So yeah. the Titans have the worst, but um, I, the Dolphins have a shot. And never, never underestimate the power of luck. And they've had a couple of lucky they games have. that have really given them some 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 momentum. And 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 we'll we'll see what happens, but. Tannehill, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of grief just because he's got a good looking wife. I mean, you know, come on, man. Just <laughs> no, it's because he brings that up as you. It's because he's not good at quarterback. And, there was a receiver a reason the, the Well no, I think he's pretty there good. There was a reason the Aggies had him play receiver at college. It's because he's not a quarterback. Oh, oh. <laughs> come on. Anyway. I get well, I get I think he's doing okay. I think so the we'll, Dolphins we'll should see. make the playoffs. We'll You're see. correct. Uh their schedule no. lines up well for him. I just I can't make it's kind of like when when we were buy, when y'all were buying the Titans earlier. It makes all the sense in the world to buy the Titans. Yeah. I just can't trust Mariota or Tannehill. I, I won't do but, it. 
I, I, no, I, I agree with that. And there's some point to that, but this, that makes, and something I hope to talk about a little bit later, that makes this Vikings Dolphins game such a huge game. And the, the Vikings are struggling. The Bills came into town and beat them early in the year. They struggle against the AFC East. It'll, I, I the Dolphins have a shot in that game, but, uh, that's going to make or break both of those team seasons. We're we're going to see a lot of games this weekend. You're going to shuffle well, out this playoff. On that playoff note, game. Tony, who are you crossing off your playoffs list for this week? I am crossing off the Philadelphia Eagles. There has just been way too many injuries for them in the secondary, and it is the NFC East. It is wide open, but they have got they're brutal coming down the stretch. They've got the Rams this weekend, and then they've uh, then they've turned around and got the Texans. And then they've got the and the week seventeen the lowly Redskins. But by the time we get there, there if if they lose one of these next two games, and they've got to go to L.A. after the Rams have been embarrassed mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. national television, I do not want to be that team. And they cannot defend the pass. And guess what the Rams do? Oh man, that's that's going to be yeah. a debacle out there in the L.A. Coliseum. And so. I'm I'm taking the Eagles to be. I think out I think after the that the Eagles had a shot, and after the loss like they had against the Cowboys, where the Cowboys gave the game away a couple of times, and the Eagles just couldn't seize it, and the Achilles yeah. heel, which has been that Good. secondary all year. I just if that doesn't break you, I don't know what does because they've just they they've had their shot and they just keep blowing it over and over again. Man, when a guy that's averaging 225 yards a game passing has doubles it and has 400. And- if career yards passing against you, you're bad. Yeah. You're bad. And so I don't see how Philly survives going against Jared Goff and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Is it? Yeah. Do they go against the Rams this week? Are they playing the Rams this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Rams They're coming after Rams a game where everyone's talking about how yeah. the, they got shut down. Yeah. Woo. You know, you know, <laughs> Sean McGay, okay, here's a prediction. Sean McVay has already scripted his first 30 plays. <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting four touchdowns in the first 30 plays. Oh, he is licking his Eagles. lips. He can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be 28 to seven before those sons of bitches even get a chance to drink, get a drink of water. It's going to be bad. <laughs> All right, El, who are you crossing off the playoffs this week? Uh, well, so I went through the list of people mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and compared that to my list, and uh, I didn't have any gifts. I actually have called all the people that are dead, so uh, – I, I'm going to go with the Falcons because yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> That's a but, great pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I have nobody left that's mathematically out of it. So. Speaking of that, Boy, and I notice I notice no one no one willing to to touch on on this team, the team that the Falcons played. Do you realize the Packers still have a shot to make the oh, playoffs? No, no, no and no. I'm they just do. saying, I would yeah, hate. I, I know the Packers have had a tough year. I would hate to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I don't. I, yeah. If I'm the Cowboys, yeah. that scares the living crap out of me. That Aaron Rodgers could be. Yeah. All here's what the Packers need to make the playoffs. They need to win out, which would be they have to win at the Bears, which would be tough. And then they play the Jets Ooh. and Lions. And then they would just need the Panthers to lose two of the next three or one of the next three, I think, or two, maybe two. I think it's one of the next three, and they play two of them against the Saints. And they need the Eagles to lose one of the next three, which, as we mentioned, is probably coming next week. Yeah. And they need the Redskins to lose one of the next three. So it it wouldn't be that crazy. And the Packers have to win out, which may be, may be tough to do. That's crazy. And yeah, I will. And I don't know what – I'm sorry. I don't know if you all realize those next three games are on the road. I don't know what kind of scheduling mm. mishap that is. 
They've got three games to close out the season on the wow. road. How does that happen? That. I don't know. That's rough. If, you know, if I'm Mike McCarthy out there, wherever he is now, at you know, at, at home, he's, you know, working. He's waiting to take you know, that job in Cleveland. Uh, yeah. If I'm yeah, Mike McCarthy, I'm in yeah. the Bahamas or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, well, you know, you, you got to have Christmas bonuses. But anyway, he's, you know, this guy, <laughs> Fair. he's got, he would have been so pissed. Three games on the road? To end the season, that is that yeah. is luckily, not right. Luckily for whether I like him or hate him, you got to do a better job of scheduling than that. Luckily that's, that's for the not, Packers, I know right. that they put Joe Philbin as the interim coach to try to give him a, a shot to maybe see if he was still a valid coach. And for their sake, he went ahead in the first ninety seconds, let prove to them that he's not a head coach by challenge. He used their first two <laughs> challenges in the first minute yeah. and a half of the game. That is that is abominable. Like that is ridiculous. He just wanted to make sure that they knew. He wanted to make sure management knew, hey guys, I'm not the guy for this job. Don't, don't, don't give me (laughs) this. So we talked about earlier. I'd love for Joe Philbin to be my insurance agent, but I don't want him to be my head coach. No. He's such a nice guy, but man, no. uh, I think he proved that to us down in Miami when that didn't work out. And there's no way he He should be a head coach in the NFL. And and he and he knows it. And that's why he just showed the Packers. Just if y'all yeah. thought there was any way I should be a head coach, let me throw this red flag out as many times <laughs> as I can. Right. Can't drop the F bomb on hard knocks. You can't be a head coach. <laughs> Tony, who who's dad picking? Okay, he threw out he threw out Cincy. Playoffs was Cincy. They're out. I agree with that. I think I think yeah, we can all he agree didn't with that. List a the Hugh Jackson or effect. Who, they, who we thought they were. Just as the playoffs. Usual, just the playoffs. Yeah, just the playoffs. As usual, Dr. Liff gives us the easy one, leaves off the hard ones, you know. Well, and, Skipping and out he's of the last person to take Cincinnati. Yeah. Literally the last person. We've all taken him. Yeah. So, you know, it's because he's you know, anticipating Hugh Jackson. Tough call, but so there you go. I'm sitting here saying tough call while I take Atlanta. Right. So, you know, I guess. <laughs> all right. Did did y'all have, uh, was there any other uh, things y'all wanted? Did, by the way, did y'all see, what what were your thoughts? I know Tony wants to talk about him. What were your thoughts on oh, Patrick Mahomes' uh, no-look pass that he threw? No-look oh, pass? Dude. Oh, that was. Okay. That's not I was real. really Have I was really trying it? to be a skeptic. Yes. I was trying to be the like because I love Patrick Mahomes. Every week I have to like deal with my hangover because okay. I get drunk on Patrick's Mahomes Kool Aid. But I was trying <laughs> to I was I was calling BS that that was a no look pass, and I rewatched it a bunch of times. It was a no look pass. Shit, that was incredible. No I've seen it from eight different I, angles, and it is for dude. real. Okay. That's as good as that like uh, James Harden block that he had a couple weeks yeah. ago, where he's not even looking; he just reaches arms back. Yeah. That was incredible. What? I, well, you even saw you the even linebacker the for the NFL. other team. The reason I knew it was no look pass, you saw the linebacker on the other team. He jumps the other way because he was following Mahomes' eyes. He jumps to the right and Mahomes throws it to the left. It was unbelievable. So I'll show you a couple other angles. He never even looks that direction the whole play. He doesn't even know what this dude's doing, and he hits him in stride. He throws. I, he throws I, across his body. He is. He's truly looking. <laughs> And he pulls his arm across his body and throws a strike. I'm telling you, I, I've been that was incredible. I've been really watching football since 1992. I have never ever seen a play like that. That's the I, I've incredible. seen a lot of plays. I've seen Brett Favre do some weird stuff. I, I've I have seen Troy Aikman throw a ball 80 yards. But I'm telling you, I've never seen a no look pass like that where he's looking away and throws a dart. A, a yeah. strike to the receiver coming across. That was such an amazing I know. play. That I, I, I just, know we don't want to talk Im- about it, but let me tell you, 
That's a generational play. I know LJ hates the once in a generation. No, that is a generational play. That was God, that is a generational God. play. And I'll tell you, I'm still on the fence of whether or not that was like the most incredible luck in the world, and he just feels like he's gotta be invincible now. He can just do anything and it's just gonna burn him. Or well, whether that was one hundred percent accurate. And I will say, uh in the spirit of admitting we were wrong, so far, exactly <laughs> what you predicted in Mahomes touchdown count has happened. <laughs> so we'll see. He's gotta get five next week. This is the five. tough week. But Well, it's uh, I know I know you hate the once so in generation thing. Mahomes every step. But that left hand throw that he did against your Broncos, that the no look pass, yep. and then the play in fourth down where he has to make a play and he's rolling to his right, a guy's fixed tackle, and he slings the ball sixty yards on a dime to Tyreek Hill. He just does things that only maybe it's Aaron Rodgers maybe is the only yeah. other guy that can do some of the things that he yeah. does. And even that, the no look pass, I've even, never I'm like Tony, you've been watching football longer than I have. I've never I've seen that on the basketball court. I've never seen that on the football field. I've never seen that play. I mean, it's like it's it's ridiculous. It's like I I can't imagine how you would have the balls to even throw that. Throw. <laughs> I'm right. like, I just can't imagine letting that out of my hand. Like even yeah. if I know I can do it, I just can't imagine letting that ball go. It's yeah. insanity no, that he would no. even have this the yeah it's capacity crazy. to try it. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I've seen plays where okay on option pitches. I've seen quarterbacks pitch a ball out, just understanding that they know the running back's going to be there. I've yeah. seen that, right? I've seen them just falling down and flip the ball out because they've seen somebody behind it. But I have never, ever seen a quarterback look. I mean, it's not even like he's just barely looking away. He's looking on the full opposite side of the field and throws that ball across his body to hit that guy in stride on that crossing pattern. And that, on a bit I, of a scramble, the, too, right? So it's not even yeah. like he, he knows that this guy's running the route because this is the route that he was scheduled to run. Like, he's trying to break away from tackles. So yeah, things it's a change broken play. Point, right? yeah. Receivers it's change what they're doing. Oh, it's incredible. There, I, there are defensive there are defensive backs right now going, what the fuck, man? I, hey, <laughs> I don't. Don't show me well, this film anymore. Don't that's show the thing. it to me. I don't want to see it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a defensive coordinator, there's certain plays like they talk about you can't like speed, you can't coach, or you can't it, it just wins. There's certain plays Mahomes makes like that's that no crazy. look pass. You don't you don't prepare, you don't prepare for that, you don't coach against that. That just that beats you. If that happens, that just that gets a first down every time. Beats you. I, I mean, okay, so like crazy. if we we do a we do a who we thought they were. If we did a not who we thought they were, like if you would have told me six weeks ago that this play would exist by anybody, I would have disagreed. That's why like, I didn't believe if you it. Happened, told me, like Dan Marino did this in 1991 or something like that. Like I'd be like bullshit. Like you just can't. It's just not. That's not real. I've that's not football. That's not. That's how what it I works. kept seeing on Twitter, and it was from behind, and I just just kept going. No, there's no way because that just doesn't happen. There's no way that it just is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw like LJ no. said the other angle, and I was like, Oh my god, uh, he just did that. He just yeah, crisp balled it. Is there any no, other? Is there any other thing? As much as I watched Philip Lindsay run that 90 yard touchdown, I think I watched. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't know look past more. So before we get out of here, is there any other LJ? Was there any other notes you wanted to bring up? I mean, I just okay. wanted to mention Ben Roethlisberger got hurt and then came back in again because he's the toughest quarterback to ever play football. That's well, all. And I, Moving on. Well, yeah, and on that, I don't know what the hell was going on. He went in there. I don't know if he crapped his pants. He had to change his. <laughs> I don't know what happened because well, I had Antonio Brown in a fantasy game. <laughs> he cost me. So I, I feel pretty certain if if. Ben Roethlisberger would have come back in that that Antonio Brown would have won that ball game for him. But anyway, I don't know what <laughs> happened was, there. Yeah. 
I haven't heard anything about well, it. Well, listen to this. I have seen anything I've heard about so Mike Tomlin said the reason happened. Mike Tomlin said the reason he didn't come right back in was because flow of the game. But if you look what? but if you look at what the flow of the game was, it was three and out, three and out. Like what what flow? What what flow do they have? Yeah, I don't then, understand. And then, and then he changed his story today. His story was, well, we gave him some uh some injection, some painkiller injection, and so we were waiting for that to kick in. Forty five minutes? That doesn't. That's not real. Like, I, that, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's hard for me to get and on then this number boat. two. So the next excuse, the next excuse that came <sighs> out was that the Raiders X-ray doesn't work because it was made in 1992 or something like that. <laughs> and so, like, they've got an excuse for every situation of why Roethlisberger well, didn't play in that damn just football a few game, years ago. But I, none of them are. I was, Roethlisberger didn't want to play. Yeah. I was so, all over the Mike Tomlin bandwagon a few years back, and I still think he. I want to think he's a good coach, but. There are things that's going on in Pittsburgh I just can't understand. Like they one week against the Panthers just what four weeks ago they looked like maybe as good as anybody in the AFC and now they can't stop the Raiders. I it just is wild what Pittsburgh is. I don't understand them. Well, you talk about you guys talked about a couple weeks ago the idea of coaching Aaron Rodgers might not be all that it's cracked up to be. He might be a little bit tougher to coach than than one would just expect because he's a great player. I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys too because he's Mister. I will uh, I'll say whatever shit I want to the press about my teammates because I've earned this right or something yeah. like that. Like no other quarterback in the game does that. Like Ben Roethlisberger calls his shots, and I don't think Tomlin has control over. And him. I think Tomlin knows um, I need Roethlisberger to win. I'm not going to win without him, so he kind of lets him do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're onto something, Mel. Until he's got somebody else that's better than him. We'll see. Well, let's well, see who lasts longer in Pittsburgh. Coming. Yeah. Uh, three years. Yeah. If 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 Tomlin makes it three years, Roethlisberger will be out, and Mason Rudolph will be that starting quarterback. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh boy, uh, oh Tone, did you have anything you wanted to touch on before we got out of here? I got, I got two things. All right, two things. Bring it. First one, we haven't talked about Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry had a nine. I bet I bet he was yard. on one of your fantasy leagues or against you, huh? He was not. He was, <laughs> he was not. against you, but but he was available in ours, Kevin. Had it, the guy I was playing had him on his bench. So that's great. Um, so, <laughs> but it's one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. You, there, there's a couple of great runs that Jim Brown, they always show a great run that Jim Brown had. There's a Walter Payton run. Yeah. There's a Barry yeah, yeah, Sanders yeah. run. And there was Tony Dorsett's 99 yard run, which was well, to this point the longest. When Tony Dorsett made that run, he made one cut, two cuts, hit the sideline, and he was gone. High stepping it, gone. Derrick Henry. Had not one, not two, not three, not four, five, uh, five stiff arms to get out and make that touchdown run. Now there's some things to say that uh, Jacksonville defense really didn't want it. He he put people on the ground. It was an well, amazing and- run to watch. The pure strength to watch Derrick Henry run 99 yards to get that touchdown. It was an amazing well, exactly run. what you're saying, too. That was against two of the top four highest-paid Jacksonville Jaguars on the team. Yeah. Um, I would love to – I think what I'm going to do this week is – we probably won't put it on the air, but I'm going to look up and see exactly how much money he stiff-armed to the ground this, <laughs> the, in, in that one run because I swear to God it's, it's millions good. of dollars. Well, yeah. and I'm, um, I'm with you good. there. I'm with you there, Tom. amazing run. That run – you can say that later in the game, the Jaguars definitely that run. I think they were trying to tackle him, and he just grown manned him, put a stiff arm, put him to the ground, kind of Vance McDonald esque. Yeah. But later, you could clearly tell in the second half there was a run that Derrick Henry had up the middle that he went for like a thirty yard touchdown. 
the Jaguars had made they had made business right. decisions after that. They're like, we're not tackling him anymore. I'm not even going for <laughs> Screw it. it. Yeah, yeah, we've had enough of this shit. We're done. But yeah, you, 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 you left off, one, okay, so you left you off see... one great run, though. Let's not forget the fa- my favorite run I've ever seen is Marshawn Lynch's beast mode run when they were in the playoffs oh, against oh, the Saints. Yeah. The, the whole one too. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's favorite a, run of that's all a time. Good one Absolutely. Well, okay. So on on Derrick Henry though, to to stay on that, did you guys catch that he woke up that morning with three point seven yards per carry and went to bed that night with four point nine? <laughs> did you wild. see that? <laughs> that's it's unbelievable. Hey, speaking that's of, speaking of running case. backs, real quick, El, uh, another case once again to uh, aid my argument of you don't take a running back early. Leonard Fournette on his career, he has three hundred and seventy two career attempts. And he's averaging 3.7 yards per carry. He has five 100-yard games in his 19 career games. None in the last eight. And he only has seven games where he rushed. And he also has seven games where he rushed for fewer than 50 yards. I don't know how good Leonard Fournette really is. And they took him. See, I'm not buying I'm not buying the Leonard Fournette hate yet. Uh, I think that that Jacksonville team is garbage and has been for years. And they also misused him terribly last year. They would just like sit him for the entire second half or the entire fourth quarter yeah. of games just for no reason other than to sit him. Yeah. So I, I don't think that Jacksonville is going to be the team that he gets his yards on. I mean, I'm not saying he's great. I'm just yeah, saying I'm thinking like, whoever his future team some, is. I don't know someday. who it is because I do think there's talent there. His future team's just hoping that Jacksonville doesn't run him into the ground because they're he's got talent. He just needs well, to get to a, a, a competent yeah. quarterback. And they're going to get a hell of a deal on yeah. him too. On his second contract, well, it's not going to be what his first should have been. Yeah, I think the London Jaguars – when they trade him, it's going to be <laughs> the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah, Jaguars. And which is a great lead in, by the way. Uh, thanks, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> a- anyway, um, that's, uh, yeah. I, and Leonard Fournette to me is is this decade's Trent Richardson. And I don't know if y'all remember Trent Richardson. Oh, had yeah, a phenomenal, yeah. Trent Richardson's this decade. Isn't he? Trent Richardson yeah. had a phenomenal. They're like three years different. <laughs> uh, Trent Richardson was like 2011, 2012. Okay. Well, it is this decade. My bad. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. So, <laughs> anyway, let me finish this martini. He's this this five years Trent Richardson because he's, he was all that, had a terrible uh, uh, yards per yards per attempt, and he's just not. And Trent Richardson out of football in three years. I think Leonard Fournette's out of football in five years. I don't, I, I don't think he's got I think it's possible, but LJ has okay. a point. Someone could get a bargain. Like, let someone like Kyle Shanahan or someone get a hold of him, and all of a sudden I, we might have a stud. Because there's times I remember watching Leonard Fournette at LSU, and he was a man running with some boys. Now you you compare him to Trent Richardson. There were also times where Trent Richardson did that at Alabama. Yep. So we'll see. But I think the difference yeah. is Trent Richardson at one point in his career was worth a was worth a first. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's what he got traded yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And I think that right now, Leonard Fournette could get traded for a third. Like, I think that's the difference in yeah. the longevity of their career. Yeah. Hey, I what do you, before we get out of here, I want to ask, we, we talked about it at the beginning, and I've had two different theories about the Cowboys, whether Jerry sold his soul to the devil or Eli's going to end it week 17. If I had to get you to bet on one of these, Uncle Tone, Cowboys win the Super Bowl or the Cowboys miss the playoffs, which one would you choose? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, miss the playoffs because they're sure as hell not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, <laughs> like LJ said, the NFC East is so bad. I think they're going to make the playoffs just because no one else in that division right. is going to yeah. is going to put up a fight. But you know, as I yeah, as I said, and and this is strange to say this, their season comes down to the Buccaneers game. If they can beat the Buccaneers <laughs> at home, they're in the playoffs. Isn't that strange to say? 
Can you Boy, beat and the if Tampa you would have given Buccaneers? Kevin those odds like a week and a half ago, yeah. then he would have been just. But uh, LJ, what I tell you, we're going to blow <laughs> some stupid that. games at the end of the the, the playoffs yeah. is going to be yeah. gift wrap for yep. Jason Garrett. And is that's that? the only hope yeah. uh, us Cowboy fans have that Garrett doesn't get a long term extension is if he finds a way to blow yeah. this playoffs. I, Cowboys will be hard pressed to win this weekend against the Colts. Y'all can go to mybookie.ag and see what you think about that line. Uh, they're going to be hard pressed to win that game. Uh, they're going to go home against the Buccaneers who, you know, all of a sudden for two weeks in a row have a defense. I don't know where it came from, but they've got it. And, uh, uh, and, and then they close it out with Jacksonville at, and just at East Rutherford, the two New Jersey, which there are yep. plenty of bodies buried in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And if <laughs> apparently Gotti is in one of those columns. So, uh, no. you, you know, so, uh, I, I am, I'm concerned. So, uh, my last thing, uh, Kevin, before we get out, I had one last thing. So All right. for, about four or five weeks ago, I said it was a great weekend for football. We had a lot of great games. This past weekend was kind of a clunker. We had some great plays, but not a lot of great games. Man, this weekend should be some great games. There are seven games out there that can make or break teams and, and really influence them for the oh, that's playoffs. Good. Starting with the Chargers at the Chiefs Thursday night. Then that's you've big. got um, – Packers and Bears, uh, anytime those two guys get together, it's a great ball game. That's going to be a big game. Then you've got Titans uh, at the Giants. Both of those are, believe it or not, the Giants on a roll are an actual playoff contender, although outside the Titans are still fighting for it. Dolphins at Vikings, the winner of that game is is going to be one of, the, one of the teams still remaining with a legitimate chance for a wild card. Uh, Cowboys at the Colts again, just like I talked about. Both those the, teams have the a Cowboys, lot. Yep, that means a big deal for the Cowboys. Win that game, you're in the playoffs. Uh, then you've got three great games to close out the schedule. Patriots at the Steelers. That's that could be it. And believe it or not, it is actually if the Steelers win that game, could be a number two seed. They lose yeah, but that then game. the Steelers, the Steelers are going to try to guard James White with a linebacker all game and forget that he just. Now I will say. Well, I don't give a shit about James White But I will say, in the the Steelers' defense, they've been preparing for this game for three weeks. That's correct. um. That's correct. (laughs) I I think the Steelers win that game, but but that puts them in the driver's seat there. Then you've got the Eagles at the Rams. Uh, That's where the Eagles are knocked out. And then finally, Saints at Panthers on Monday night. The the Panthers got to get a win. They're reeling. They got to get a win. That. This is where they make or break it. They win that game. They're still back in, depending on what happens above them in the NFC. They are still in a position to get a playoff spot. And the Saints are battling for the number one seed. And so mm-hmm. it, there are some really to great games uh, yeah. coming down the stretch uh, are, are in this weekend. And, and you don't always see that here week 15, but but there are some really well, and great you missed games. One. I include – you missed I, one. The Browns are visiting Mile High on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah. hey, I, actually, I'm excited. The, the Browns are fun to watch, man. I like some Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry. It'll be fun, but I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for Week fun, 15. Uh, no, this is going to yeah, be a good week. week. This is going to be a good week of football. We'll, we'll hey, get we'll get some recap from Bookie.ag and figure out what you want to do. And I know the people yeah, are upset. This will be win or lose. This will be a fun week to watch for sure. And I know all our listeners are upset since Pops wasn't here. They didn't get an update between Uncle Tony and Pops on the Razorback Football Fantasy League. I'm Ooh, sorry, but we'll, we'll just wait. We'll have to get to that next week. <laughs> I know. I know everyone's hurting. We'll leave them on a tease. <laughs> 
I'm gonna. Hey, you got like those dolphins this week out there on mybookie.ag. Getting a plus sign, a big plus sign going right. into Minnesota. I think like that'll them. AFC East has been tough for him. Go get them. Go get I them. I think dolphins. that'll do it for this week's episode. Like like Uncle Tony said, hit up my bookie, put in the promo code JPP, and they will double your deposit. And go ahead and win that money back that you just that you just flushed down the toilet with uh, your fantasy team this year. So that'll do it for this week. Lose, drink, Malort. Peace out. Peace. 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 Oh boy. Yeah. I literally wouldn't have any problems buying y'all tickets because I'm sure it'd be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Do we need uh, a clap test? Oh, are we good? Unless Tony wants one. All right. Only if Tony wants one. I'm good. All right. It's only fun when Liv can't do it. So let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, then, I will start us up here in a second. All right.